Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of I'm Not Fine. Um, we're up to episode four of season three and not going to lie, this is our fourth take <laughs> at this episode. Um, it is, it's been an afternoon. It has been an afternoon. <laughs> but we're <laughs> hoping that this one works and that you guys appreciate it. And that um, you don't hear the background noise that has been going on with um, a dog disgruntled about not being in the same apartment. He's, he's got, yeah, we moved house, which we will touch on in this episode, but he's really unsettled and he also gets major FOMO, so he's not happy. He that... wants to be a part of it, exactly. but he also doesn't know how to speak, and I think that's a big <laughs> issue when we're doing a podcast. Yes, we kind of need verbal input it's, yeah it's a prereq i feel um if we were youtubers it could be a little different yeah anyway we're not doing that <laughs> no <laughs> definitely not um, um sorry, so, so yes hopefully you can't hear him and hopefully we yeah the fourth take works yeah let's do this um so yeah as you can tell by the title today we're doing our september wrap-up which it's the end of september so that's what we do best yes and another month is gone it is um i don't know whether it's because we're older and potentially a little wiser and or maybe it's just like having been in six lockdowns and yeah it just sort of flies by yeah it really does yeah, actually it does anyway <laughs> a little side note um so we're talking about september and yes. it's something that we have to talk about you know to start because it is the start of september yeah we it's have, a big part of september yes we have already spoken about it in length in our first episode of yeah. season three so do check that one out if you haven't but Body Image and Eating Disorder Awareness Week. Yes. We can't not talk about it. No. Um, because it was a big part of the recovery, mental health and eating disorder communities. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was a good one this year, Yeah, I think. I think the um, the theme was nuanced and yes. it was something that has very much been needed to talk more about. Yes, definitely needed a conversation to be started around it. Yeah, which is an excellent um outcome of this awareness week. Yeah. I think there's been many conversations around body respect and respecting health at every size yeah. and body diversity. Definitely. Which is very, it needs to be 2021. It yes. needs to be our vibe for this year and every other year Yeah, because it hasn't been. No, it definitely hasn't. Diet culture and certain certain inspiration, inspiration in inverted commas, mm. pictures yes. and ideals has yeah. just been really problematic and I don't think it well, not that I think, I, I know <laughs> yeah. that it doesn't really add anything. No, it takes away, I feel. Yeah. Like even it's just this concept of eating disorders as a certain image, especially when it comes to awareness weeks, we need to shove that yeah. to the side. Definitely. Because that is so archaic. It's not representative of anyone's reality in terms of the diversity that is out there. Yeah. We live in a diverse world with diverse mental illness presentations and yeah. we need to respect that yeah absolutely and in recovery space as well there's absolutely. such a huge range of body shapes and sizes and types and abilities yes that yeah it's really important that we celebrate and encourage a range of different body types yeah and also yeah amplify and give space to those people who may not always have the space to talk yeah exactly it's giving people that don't have a platform or an opportunity or a safe space like you said to yeah. talk it's giving them the chance to be heard whether they put their voice out or whether they do it through other people yeah it's giving them a chance basically definitely which and it's is important it's yeah it's setting up future generations as well especially with like mental health literacy 
being able to look at diverse bodies and see eating disorders as something that happens to anyone. Yeah. That they do not discriminate, as we love to say on this podcast. <laughs> yes. It's really important for future generations as well because I know when we were growing up, an eating disorder had one one look. one look yeah there was yeah. one certain body type and age and gender yeah, which that, is so unhelpful yes incredibly unhelpful it's an archaic presentation that does just simply not exist yeah um in you know in the totality of yeah. course there are people there who are people who fit that presentation stereotype yeah it's a stereotype for a reason exactly but, but there are many other presentations of eating disorders yes which i think was well considered through body image eating disorder awareness week um and of course as we said a little earlier as i said <laughs> as i said before check out our first episode yeah. season three if you want to um, find out hear more, more about, about that yeah but i guess it leads nicely into an awareness week that is currently happening yes um which was which is <laughs> weight stigma awareness week yes yeah, so that's running from i think the 28th of september to the 5th of october that sounds about right yeah, yeah. Um, and it's about celebrating all bodies and fighting back against fat phobia and weight-based discrimination, which yeah. I think is so, so incredibly important yeah. in the modern, well, it's always been important, but it's becoming more represented, represented now, I think. Yeah. And I think it's becoming more talked about now, which means of course that there's a pushback. There's yes. a more vocal community against or very much promulgating fat phobia yeah. and considering it as something that you know it's for their health yeah exactly which is that the... drives me insane yeah. when people say it's for, for their, their health. health like you can't look at someone and know what their health status is like yeah, you can't exactly. look at someone and see how just instantly know how healthy or unhealthy yeah, they it's are it's ignorant it's ableist you do not know and i think that's something that has become more of a thing in recent time that cushioning of criticizing someone in a bigger body because it's for their health yeah whereas you know when I was growing up and I was in a bigger body as a kid no one actually said it's for your health they're just like you're you're too big you're yeah bad. like you're gross yeah which all of those things are like whether you frame it as for your health or whether you frame it because you don't like fat people it's still fat phobia absolutely and it's not acceptable because you can say it's for their health but that's not really what your intention no, is because it's, you don't know what their health status is yeah. you don't know what their blood pressure is they could be the picture of health you do not know exactly um so weight stigma is very much a thing um and fat phobia i think has merged into or morphed into a more socially acceptable form yeah i agree but it's still there it's still yeah and you get that when you look at common day sort of things of like say um Jim Shark a while back yeah. decided to have body diversity in their models. There and was, there was a, complete, a real outrage. There was that. such a pushback. Yeah. It was really bad. Yeah. Oh, then another another um, straight sized where straight size means those that are in a conventional like shopping yeah. area. Yeah. You can go um, to a, any store and get something in your size yeah. basically. Where like a straight sized fitness brand decided to add a plus size range and everyone was you know just up and up. Right? Yeah. But. The community that was against that were up in arms because it wasn't to the brand or something. Yeah, and then they're the same people to say that they the people in bigger bodies need to get healthy. Exactly. If and you're it's trying like, to how? say that, <laughs> they're basically saying that someone in a bigger body should lose weight, but then they can't do it in the conventional way. No. Like, they're basically saying you don't belong in a gym. No, exactly. And but then it's for their health. Exactly. Like it's, it's so not, contradictory. It is. But they don't have the awareness or the logical 
reasoning and thinking behind it. Yeah, and they rely on an outdated measure. These people Absolutely. who criticise those in bigger bodies or say that it's not healthy to be in a bigger body without yeah. having any idea of their health status, they rely on BMI. Yes, which is ridiculous. Yeah. It's outdated, it's archaic, and it doesn't actually give you any information. Like it, no. If, if if you're a middle-aged white man, it might. Yeah, it will. It basically will tell you how where you fit, like where you like lie on a scale, mm. but only if you're the body type, age, gender, and race of the people that the scale was made from. Yeah, in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. So to most people. It doesn't give you any information. No, not at all. And I think I know. <laughs> we have to still say anything. Yes. Be confident, Emma <laughs> and Meg. Um, it's it is often hijacked by people who will cherry pick facts. Yes. It's hijacked by eating disorders. So hijacked by eating disorders. That will cherry pick facts. It's a method. It's a method of statistics that is very malleable. And very, very unsuitable for modern day. Yeah. It was it was unsuitable way back when it started. Yeah. Because it was basically used for eugenics and that's just not a suitable thing to happen <laughs> ever. No, definitely not. But but when you look at like most people don't know the history of BMI. No. And they actually think it is a health outcome. Yeah. And so I think we need to, yeah, maybe not well, we could tell them that it was used for eugenics. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's really important to have a conversation and to educate people on yeah. what BMI actually is and why it's so unhelpful and, yeah, why it shouldn't be used as a measure of health or anything else really. No, it was... Like I saw recently on social media that a water park or something in Australia, I'm not really using BMI but was weighing people before going on a certain ride, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um. And so I guess BMI is kind of similar to that where they're looking at one measure of mm, a person yeah. and assessing their health yeah. status. Which is problematic in itself, only using one factor in a multifactorial situation. Absolutely. But it's even more problematic when you're using a factor that isn't even factually correct or helpful. It's like using eye colour and determining someone's health based on if they have yeah. blue eyes or green eyes or brown or whatever colour eyes they have. Yeah. It's as useful as that really. Or even less so because BMI in itself is a flawed system of measurement true. as well. That is very true. So it's just a whole lot of bullshit, really, <laughs> which I think we've already said in previous episodes. Yeah. But I think it does need to be brought up again, especially in this space of eating disorder recovery. and relapse, Yeah, definitely. Because I know for myself in my um, eating disorder journey, um, BMI was always a sticking point Yeah. Um, until... Now where I'm at a point where I actually don't give a shit yeah, exactly. what that number is to my name. You don't know um, it and you don't need to know it. No, and it doesn't bother me one bit. But for a long time there, it was a very, very influential number and yeah. we need to take the power away from that. Yeah, we definitely need to take the power back from it. And I think a good way to do that is to remind ourselves that uh, going off the um, – analytics for our listeners the majority of them are female yes the majority of our listeners bmi is less applicable for because you're not male yeah so i think yeah it's a good way to just remind yourself that it's not really for you yeah if your eating disorder needs facts or like something 
if it's going to fight back against you if you try and take away BMI from it, you need to fight back with the knowledge and the resources yeah. and the, taking away the power from BMI. Yeah, definitely, because if you're basing your recovery or your fight back on BMI, it's not going to have a lot of, oh, my girl, I was about to say, not going to have a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Is that um, true? True, yeah. It's not going to have a lot of force behind it, which no. is still like a weighty weight. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's exactly right. I think in terms of um, looking at sort of fat phobia and BMI and how we conceptualise it, I guess it's really important to take a step back and be consciously aware of fat phobia in your own life and yeah. perhaps in your own in your own cognitive sort of the way you've been brought up to think of certain things or the way your eating disorder might encourage yeah. you to think of certain things because it's often not purposeful the no. way we respond to someone else the way we think about something the way we think about the word fat yeah it's ingrained and it's from an eating disorder or it's from or both or it's from eating culture. disorder, diet culture yeah. family values all these things that you're exposed to in life can lead to thoughts about fat when fat's just fat yeah it's, it's just, just adipose tissue it's yeah. really just part of the body it is and we need to take yeah again we need to sort of stop demonizing fat and also stop demonizing being fat yeah because there's nothing wrong with it and i guess I want to add that you can think that you're not fat phobic because you're accepting of all other, like anybody else that's fat or in a bigger body. But if you're worried about being in a bigger body yourself, then there's still some fat phobia that needs to be addressed yeah, there. Absolutely. That's a really good point. Um, because you do, you matter as yes. well. And the way you talk to yourself and the way you conceptualize exactly your reality matters. And yeah. I think also in terms of like, you know, um, thinking of weight gain, um, in recovery and sort of just trying to stay away from the idea of I know in the past um, treatment professionals have said to me or said to peers like you know we won't make you yeah we won't make you fat you won't have to gain above a certain weight which is not helpful no because nobody knows where your body wants to sit except no, your body and exactly. so they can't guarantee that you won't be in a bigger body no and the Weight restoration is gaining weight and that's it okay. Is. Yeah, it's okay it to say that you're gaining weight if you are in a position where you need to gain weight. Yeah. It's calling it weight gain over weight restoration. There's no difference really. No, it's just it's just gaining weight and we take, I think if we cushion it and turn it into a euphemism, yeah. it can sometimes create more fear around it. Absolutely. Um, Which is not something to be feared really. No, not at all. And, of course, it is individual the way you want to conceptualise yeah. weight gain, weight restoration. That's completely up to you. But just know that weight gain in and of itself, even if you don't have to restore, like technically don't have to restore in your mind or your treatment team's mind, if you do gain weight, that is a-okay. Yeah, it's not a failure at no. all. And it's not doesn't mean that you're less healthy in fact it could probably mean that you're more healthy yeah and the fact is like I know when I <clears throat> weight restored I definitely you know kept restoring or gaining weight past a point that I thought you know my yeah. team were like you know we'll stop you we didn't because my your weight body didn't, had because my body didn't ideas. exactly because yeah. your body doesn't go oh you're being my ex now okay cool <laughs> I'll just stay here that's not how it works no definitely not. and if it was how it works I wouldn't be the happiest that I am like I wouldn't be living a life that I really really enjoy yeah and find fulfilling if I was back at being my ex yeah because it's 
at a point in my like I don't know what my specific BMI is, but I know it's not BMIX. Yeah. And that is and okay. a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing for me because it's allowed me to live to the extent that I can. Absolutely. Which is very important. And yeah. that's why it's important to work on your internalized fat phobia because you want to give yourself the ability to live the life that you deserve. Yeah. You don't want to stop yourself of, you know, whatever suppress your weight yeah. to a certain level because you think that's where it should be or yeah. your treatment team has suggested that might be a minimum or something yeah but you can't control that and if no. you do try to control it you won't be living as fully as you could be absolutely um so yeah addressing your own internalized fat phobia is very important also playing up other people definitely it's okay to call people out for being fat phobic yeah in and fact do it yeah and it's also okay you know, to pick like people say things, you know, like oh, I'm I'm fat, and then they're like someone else is like, no, you're beautiful, and, and it's like there's no correlation. There's no, there's no di- like you can be fat and beautiful. Absolutely, absolutely. There's no, there's no. It, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. No. and I think we've talked about that before, but it is again important to rehash it. Yes, um, definitely. Okay, what 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 are you going to talk about? Now? <laughs> <laughs> um, something that's been very relevant for us in September is big life changes and stresses. And we had, well, living in Melbourne has just been one big stress after another, basically it, for the entire month between like the riots, <laughs> protests, earthquakes, lockdowns, just the current state of the world, really. Yeah, it's pretty it's scary, a bit stressful. It? Yeah, it's pretty stressful. <laughs> um, and then just on top of that, we decided to move house. Yeah. Um, why do we do this in lockdown? Lockdown again. Know. Wow. Um, yeah, so we thought we'd talk about big life changes. Um, and we're talking about big events like moving house, getting married, move, not the way getting married, but like we're not talking about, <laughs> sorry, Surprise. I wanted to say we're not talking about like, I don't know, like having a bad day or like yeah. something like that. Like we're talking, moving house is apparently in the top five stresses yeah. of people. You told me that last year and I was like, nah. And then last year I was a bit like, oh, I can start to see it. But then this year. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is my fifth move in four years. So I feel like I was a bit more prepared than you were. Yeah, because last year I moved out of home. Yeah. And I had my parents. <laughs> yeah. This and year. And a lot less stuff. Yeah, I had so much stuff. Yeah, this and, year our oh, move was incredibly stressful. We were also on a very so tight stressful. timeline. We got the keys two days before we had to be out of our previous place, yes. um, which I would not recommend do not ever do doing that, that. We literally, our cleaners, end of lease cleaners, finished cleaning about 10 minutes before we had to return our keys. <laughs> it was so stressful. Yeah, and then, and then I was waiting for him to move the car and he was just sitting there talking on the phone and I was just like I'm trying to be polite but please (laughs) yeah so big life stresses um moving house why is moving house stressful well technically it shouldn't be because you're just moving from one location to another but it is it's so stressful it's so like this is part of the reason why Hamilton's been playing up because he's really unsettled because you and I are really unsettled and have been anxious for the last like two weeks yeah and it's just the things that you have to organise that you don't think about yep. until you move all of your shit and out of one place. And then realise you don't have power at your new yes, place. Yes, <laughs> like that, which 
I mean, yes, that was very, very shit. But um, as as my my boyfriend said, like you know, it's it's that quintessential moving house experience. Absolutely, that we have, have to, to have embrace. something that happened that <laughs> you're just like, okay, I'm just rolling with it because yeah. I can't do anything else. Which was a beautiful interpretation of it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> when you're listening to this, thank you. But um, fuck, it was stressful. <laughs> so stressful. <laughs> anyway. It is stressful because you have to literally pick up all your shit and take it to another location. Yes. You have to trust people, like move with your stuff. To not break anything. Yeah. To not break anything in your rental. Yes. Getting your bond back is such a terrifying thing to try and <laughs> because do. It's so much money. Yes. And yeah. like I had to like paint with the back of a pen. <laughs> Which just sounds like a metaphor as I'm like a literary student. But it's like, really not. She has used not. a pen to paint over yeah. a little mark on a wall. Yeah. And I, I told my mum not to tell my dad that, my poor tradie dad, because <laughs> I think he would be a little bit ashamed. But, you know, but desperate You did a very times. good job. You Thank did a good you. job. You I actually was tell. impressed. Yeah. yeah. Um, got another another job in me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you could be a painter. You could be a painter. <laughs> you might have to progress to paintbrushes. <laughs> nah. I'll be like a boutique painter with like ballpoint pens i don't think i'll get any jobs (laughs) um Um, yeah so you have to pick up all your shit and move it somewhere else but you you also have to be living in the house while you're packing up all your shit yes and we had i mean we had stuff even after we moved we had stuff sitting out like after we had movers on the wednesday and then on thursday we still had to go back and get like everything that was Everything that was in the bathroom because we'd forgotten about that. We forgot to tell the movers we had a washing machine. Like we just, <laughs> which is such an essential. <laughs> then oh, then power, and then and then just the whole concept of going backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. Yeah. And poor Meg, I don't have my license yet, guys. I know that that was my New Year's resolution, along with drinking beer and having a skincare routine. I can now drink beer, and I do have a ripper of a skincare routine. <laughs> But I still don't have my license and I blame lockdown for that. I yeah, actually it's was, not your fault. actually was in the process of having lessons. Anyway, besides the point, poor Meg had to do so many trips, so many trips. So many trips. Oh. On Thursday. And I was just sitting there like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, like, honestly, me, Elena Driver, driving her car. You can't drive a manual. manual. <laughs> it would have added more stress. But I don't, so much more stress. I don't think stress. we had the capacity for that. Definitely not. Um. So how can stress manifest, especially in these sort of life <laughs> situations? It can manifest like physically. Like I actually didn't really have any headaches, but I often do get yeah. headaches and I'm really stressed. Oh, that's more uni stress. Yeah. Um, what other ways? Like tight chest, mm. butterflies in your stomach. Like I kind of lost my appetite for a week. It didn't change like what I ate. I still ate my six times a day, but I lost my appetite completely. Yeah. Or just like I remember, what was it, Thursday, doing so many trips and you kept on forgetting to pee. Yes. <laughs> Every time we would stop moving, I'd be like, damn it, I forgot to pee when we were at one of our houses. And then we'd get to either the old house or the new house yeah. and we'd either be loading the car or unloading the car and it would just and it's those like essential, it mind. yeah, those yeah. essential bodily functions, eating, drinking, peeing. Yeah. You can sometimes let fall to the wayside a little bit. When you're stressed, yeah, you really stop listening to what your body needs. Yeah. Um, and I know, like what you were saying in terms of um, appetite, like moving day and that sort of thing, you just get so busy that you sort of yeah. you don't realise until you stop and you're like, oh, I'm really fucking hungry. Yeah, that um, definitely happened to me on Wednesday. God. Yeah. yeah. So 
now that we know <laughs> moving houses, <laughs> you know, you've done it five times. Um, <clears throat> I was a little slow on the uptake, but I can definitely agree now. What have we done this week to deal with the stress? What do you reckon? Have we done anything? (laughs) I don't know if this really helped deal with, it didn't help minimise our stress, but it certainly helped to deal with the situation was that we were really open with our communication because we were both obviously very stressed and it manifests differently for both of us. And it also is triggered by different things for both of us. So something that like you might've been fine with would have been really stressful for me or vice versa. Yeah. So being really open with communication helped us to not rip each other's heads off yes which is very important (laughs) I think yeah I agree with that and sort of just um knowing each other's limits as well and yeah knowing sort of what's what's something we can change what's something we can do in the moment and then sort of just like keep keep doing the thing yeah um I think also separately not together calling out mums and having (laughs) them even just to vent or (laughs) To, for them to apply some logic to the yeah, situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Reaching out to people I yeah. think is always important, but especially in something like this where I was feeling really, really, really down on myself about the power switch. <laughs> um and even though we got power like 12, 12, 12 hours, hours later, later, yeah. Um, I was still feeling so bad about it. But I was able to, yeah, talk, talk to my boyfriend, talk to my mom, talk to Meg, talk to friends, and sort of just accept that that's what's happened yeah um and that it was we just had to write it out yeah it was unfortunate that don't worry guys I didn't actually think that we had power or like I didn't actually be like we don't need it um (laughs) it was just a mix-up yes anyway um (laughs) could you imagine you just decided we were gonna live a life with no power nomadic it'll be fine um it wouldn't be fine no um but we got some torches and we went through it we got through it it was just you know phone battery was on like seven percent for a very long time which was just well um but we managed um but yeah reaching out chatting with people realizing that you're not the only one in the world who's yeah. moved house and found it stressful yes it's really humanizing and it's also really validating because people can be like shit it's a stressful time absolutely um my parents they moved house recently which was considerably more um extensive because yes. they had a whole, had a whole house. house not just a um, two-bedroom apartment dear God, could you imagine if we had a whole house would be still there <laughs> <laughs> we, we absolutely would be um but they ended up mum reminded me the other day they ended up sleeping on the floor their first night without any power and without any furniture <laughs> so i was like you did better than us that is true yeah we had furniture and exactly. our beds were assembled yeah um, no thanks to us though. They no. were just like, Do you want us to do some yes. Yes, <laughs> yes we do want you to assemble our beds, please. Next or we will cry. <laughs> um, okay. Also, obviously not everyone moved house this month because that would be a whole other time. But we did have an earthquake. We did have an earthquake in Melbourne. We which... did have an earthquake that was cushioned between a big protests. Yes. Um, which I happened to be in the C B D for, which was another lack of foresight. <laughs> agreeing to go have brunch in the city with a pal um yeah so the earthquake was a bit un- well obviously unexpected you don't expect natural yeah. disasters but the way that it played out was a bit I mean obviously there was just a whole lot of memes came out of it Beautiful. but it would have been I mean I was lucky that I was at work and we were pretty well managed but yeah. it would have been quite unsettling if you were alone yeah. or already in a high stress situation and you had no idea what was happening well I was in the shower (laughs) and I was like "Hmm, I don't trust this apartment building to stay up I have to get dressed as soon as possible because I'm going to be found under rubble naked (laughs) 
and that's not how I want to be found. No, it's really because I'm all for body positivity, but I would like some pants at least. <laughs> the boobs can go free, but um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, I guess what we wanted to talk about was that it not, threw everyone. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it really threw a lot of people, and I know some of the most put together people that were really like thrown by it. Yeah. Um. So it was a big deal, even though some people might have tried to, like, brush it off. If it felt like a big deal for you, that's okay that it was a big deal. Absolutely. And as you said, like, it's such a stressful year, time in the world, life. Like, it could be, like, the straw that broke your back or whatever it is in terms of, like, it's already a stressful time. So if you found this extra stressful and didn't just laugh at the memes, that's okay. (laughs) Absolutely. You're not You're not. However you experienced it is okay. Definitely. Um yeah that was an interesting that was a very interesting episode (laughs) thank you for sticking with us thanks guys Um, we're gonna give it one more shot and if we couldn't do it we're just gonna do it tomorrow (laughs) it's been it's been it's been been a week it's been a very big week yeah but at Um, least hamilton stopped scratching yes harry's more settled either that or he's packed up and left yeah it could probably gone back to going back to our old place eh (laughs) um yeah so thank you for sticking out this september wrap-up um yeah, I guess if it's brought up anything for you, you can head to I'm not fine.podcast on Instagram. You can find links to EDV, EDQ, Butterfly, and Lifeline.